Well, hello and welcome to the Edgewood 4G podcast. My name is Kyle Parks. I'm the discipleship pastor here at Edgewood. And yeah, we're just excited to be here today with our worship pastor. This yeah. is I'm Chad sh- Doran. <laughs> that's Sorry. right. Uh, <laughs> that's not important. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. And uh, this, this is my inaugural uh, yes, first uh, time on podcast, man. and I was just saying that uh, um, if if this goes as planned, it would be my last one because <laughs> I'll do such a poor job with our back and forth conversation here oh, that uh, that they'll be like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's call uh, let's get other staff in here for this. Oh my goodness! <laughs> now, Chad, you've been here for like nine years. Is that right? Uh, yeah, this summer it will be nine. Yeah. Nine years. Because you were the uh, summer before. Yeah, started. Me. Yep, started yeah. in July, and you came almost exactly that a year later. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good run, and uh, you know we've been busy here. Yeah. Um, you know, right right in the middle of that nine years was when we were in the thick of our uh, facility yep. renovation and expansion. Yeah. Uh, which. Um, I don't think after that project we were all ready to do it again. Right. <laughs> right. I think we uh, we were very grateful uh, for uh, the improvements, uh, but man, that was a lot of work. Oh yeah. And uh, took a lot of focus uh, to uh, to be part of that and and to get us to to, to where we were when we were finally done with it. Yep. Then what happens? We have a pandemic. Yep, <laughs> yep. We have this nice new large facility, and then we weren't able to use it for a yeah, while. Yeah, I had all these, uh, uh, and it wasn't just me. Other other uh, team members were thinking, okay, we got through that. Now we can mm-hmm. we can kind of find a stride and and uh, uh, you know get back to more normal type ministry. And, yeah. Oh my goodness, we couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on today, Chad. And, yeah. you know, as Chad is a worship pastor, you, you actually wear lots of hats and do lots of different things. So what are some of those other things that you kind of head up and do around here? Uh, sure, sure. Right now, I'm uh, engaged a lot with our uh, communications and our media and uh, things like the website and the mobile app and um, a lot of uh, uh, putting a lot of graphic uh, design uh, things together for our church and, you know, we see all those things on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, of course, um, but, you know, just the, those digital properties is what they're called. Okay. Um, these uh, websites and apps and, and e-newsletters and things like that, just trying to help uh, communicate what's going on at Edgewood and trying to help people um, be engaged with that. Yeah. Uh, that that's really the, the heart of trying to do that well. And boy, we've got a lot going on uh, right now. Oh, 2024 yeah. is uh, kind of got off to a really uh, strong start <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> with uh, a, a lot of uh, opportunities to gather, to grow, give, and go there it with is. the gospel. So uh, it's good to see that. Yeah. You also dabble in a bit of stage design? Uh, yes. Yeah. We I, I enjoy doing that. Uh, uh, my uh, partner in crime, uh, Dave Bennett. You keep him um, in line as that's well. Right. That's right. That's a big, big job for you. That's right. And, and you know, and, and uh, you mentioning the stage design is actually a good segue into a little bit more of what we're talking about. Yeah. Because if you were around Edgewood uh, just a, like six weeks ago or so, you noticed that the stage design was 
very simple for mm -hmm. a couple of weeks after yeah. our after our Christmas yep. um, series, <coughs> and uh, that was uh, uh, a little bit by design, <clears throat> but also because I was out of pocket yep. um, for a, a good chunk of the beginning of the year, a little bit over a week, and uh, where I was, um, uh, I. I, I was actually in Florida, but it's not what you Lucky. think. <laughs> it's not completely what you think. Uh, I was actually uh, taking a, a course at a, a theological graduate school uh, down there in uh, biblical worship, yeah. and uh, it, it was a great course. But I tell you what, there was a that was a lot of work. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, <laughs> those short ones are you got to pack in a lot. Oh yeah, they 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 uh, it was called an intensive, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and, you know, the other programs that they have at that school, you know, the programs, they involve uh, multiple intensives, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a graduate program, but uh, it, it's just interesting because uh, it's kind of, it, it, they need to lead with the intensive. It's, it's really yeah. intense. And a lot of stuff, I remember uh, giving a quick report once, uh, one time uh, to the team here, just going, hey guys, I'm... Uh, uh, don't have a whole lot of time to even, you know, give an update right. because uh, I'm like on, you know, campus where this uh, this school was meeting. I'm on like campus like over 12 hours a day, and and it was uh, it, it was really good. good. It, it was refreshing. Um, it, it definitely a change of pace, uh, but got into a lot of a uh, uh, really great uh, content yep. and discussions. Made some good uh, good connections and friends with uh, with the others that are part of the program. So that's what little little bit what we're going to be sharing. Yeah. Um, as yeah. We, as we uh, talk through and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely want to talk about that, what you learned there, um, but then also just worship ministry here and how you define that. But then, uh, so before we get into that though, uh, Chad, just from your perspective, you know, you're on stage each week, you kind of get a sense and a feel and a look out over perspective of everything happening on the weekends, but. How would you describe just this um, season we're in at Edgewood and what God's doing here? From your perspective, what does that look like? Uh, sure. Well, one thing that's really nice to see is, uh, I mentioned the pandemic earlier, yeah. but um, it, it's been nice to see more people come back yep. uh, to worship and yeah. to gather. Uh, and uh, But we're seeing lots of uh, new faces as well. Mm -hmm. And... The sense that I get is that I think people are yearning to go deeper. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we uh, have a, a real strong value with that grow value. Um, and no doubt that I think people come, they're, they're, eager, to, um, they're eager to get into the word. Yeah. They, uh, most people that come are, are ready for um, a really solid biblical uh, sermon, yep. and and I've been noticing also that there's more engagement. People are engaging in worship. Mm. Um, we'll get into more of the specifics about that. But what I mean by worship is they're engaging in our singing, right? <laughs> worship because <laughs> our sermons are worship too. Yep. Um, even our announcements time is is worship. Sure. Um, and yeah. You know, the, our prayers, our worship, uh, all those things. But it, it, it's nice to see uh, people engaging, yeah. and and that's just been really encouraging um, to to see that. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we've had uh, more and more people gathering each week. We see new people all the time. It's just, it's very encouraging mm-hmm. season here, I would say, mm-hmm. at Edgewood. And, you know, so when you think about, you know, worship, or as we're talking about with you, like you said, a lot of times people think of worship as just music. You know, they think of worship in a certain sense. But how would you define worship as a worship pastor um, when we know it goes beyond just music, goes beyond just singing? So right. what's your definition there? Sure. I, I, I'll share my current definition. This is a definition that has been developed over, <laughs> well, it, it's odd to say, but decades. It's always unfolding. Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been serving in, uh, in similar roles uh, uh, for over 25 years yeah. now. Uh, so uh, a big premium has been put on how do you define worship, mm-hmm. and and uh, as I share my official, um, my my official s- de- definition, <laughs> yeah. you can see how I'm just trying to pack as much into it okay. as possible. Uh, so it it is uh, it can get quite technical, but hopefully this uh, comes across. So um, I'm on the edge of my seat, man. Let's hear I, it. I know I'm setting this up to be <laughs> I'm setting this up to be epic. You know? <laughs> Uh, uh, Incidentally, one of the uh, um, uh, assignments that I had during this class, I I was able to um, uh, work a little bit more and develop this this, uh, definition a little bit more. So, So here it is. Uh, we sh- we need sound effects in the studio, like you know, drum rolls yeah, and Dave, things like on. that. You know, stuff and you know, thing things to really make you know explosions and things. We'll uh, add it in post. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we'll we'll add all those things in post. And and if if you're seeing these things right now in post, uh, you can thank Dave because uh, Dave would have he he would have had to make that happen. And if not, you can blame Dave. <laughs> That's right. If it's just not you know right. Oh, my word. All right, so back to that definition. So th- this is the definition that I have, is uh, worship is responding with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. We've heard those words in Mark chapter 12. Yeah. Uh, in love, honor, adoration, gratefulness, and submission to who God is and to what God has done so that, that's a kind of a, mm-hmm. a big thing, so that, God is ultimately glorified and others are edified. Okay. Very good. So responding to God for who he is, what he's done, so that, and to to bring him glory through that worship, and so that others are edified. But then so we can grow as well. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell. Um, You did pack a lot in there. That's good. That's really good. It it is packed. Um, If you would have asked me this question um, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I would have had more of it being, oh, worship is responding to who God is and what God has done, you know, but... The first part. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, worship is this vertical thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just about, it's just about me or right, us or right. whatever and God. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the years have, uh, have gone on, the more I've read, um, this class I took reinforced it big time you know, worship is formational mm. and it's not just about me, yeah. it's formational for us. Yeah. So <laughs> God it, has grown your theology of the church. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Good. Love it, man. Uh, you know, so Pastor Brian on the last podcast was 
kind of walking through uh, past, kind of the day in the life of a pastor. And I loved it. I thought it was really good. I think it's good for people to understand and know that we do more than stuff just one day a week. And there is prep that gets, you know, that, that goes into things. And, right. Yeah. We just show up. And, right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's talking about kind of day in the life, you know, that type of thing. So for you, what goes into planning a, a worship service? Uh, what are some of the steps you take? When does that start for you? And what does that kind of look like? Sure. So there, there's a lot of different aspects to doing worship ministry mm-hmm. in the way that Edgewood does it. Yeah. Uh, if you would ask a, a worship leader, a worship pastor from another context, yep. you know, they, they might explain things a little bit differently. Sure. Um, but for me, it, it's always kind of this balancing act because... Uh, as you try to put all the pieces together for a worship service, one thing kind of affects another thing. Yeah. So sometimes there's that domino kind of effect. And then other times, um, just one thing is like, hey, this is the biggest important mm. thing. So we're yeah. going to we're gonna um, kind of build around that. Uh, so I think the the elements of, of the worship planning process, you know, it... it Practically, we have a team that we yes. that we have to um, help lead. Mm-hmm. So the scheduling of the team yep. <clears throat> and our musicians um, is is pretty important. Mm-hmm. So if if uh, if we have certain people involved in the team, then it's like, oh, well, that might impact a little bit how uh, we choose. Uh, songs, for yep. example. So there's all these little dynamics that happen, uh, but obviously the goal is to is to have all of those. Um, uh, what, what what was the word I used uh, just a minute ago? It kind of went out of my head. The practical, yeah, practical. It, there yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is to is to kind of have the practical things taken care of, but then you can get into the real meat of yeah. stuff where yeah. you, where I can look at what uh, the text is that uh, Pastor Brian or, mm-hmm. or whoever is preaching, whether it's you or uh, any, anybody else, look at the text. And then um, while it's not uh, always our highest priority to have a thematic right. service where everything is, uh, uh, you know, all fit together in this big yeah. thematic um, thing, uh, it's always good to look, hey, what what from the sermon text can influence where we start building the the, the music and Absolutely. the song list? Yeah. Um, and it and it's usually not very hard because you know the good thing about Edgewood is we are a gospel driven church. Everything goes back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, the, at this class I was at, you know, one of the big things that they um, were really talking about was, was you know, worship is about the story of God. And what's the story of God? Well, that's the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're, if a Christian church is not um, gospel saturated in their preaching mm-hmm. or in their singing or in, if they're, if the gospel just isn't there. Well, then uh, one author call, it basically says, well, you can't call it Christian worship because <laughs> mm. it's just not, yeah. it, it doesn't compute. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the uh, I might be going on a little tangent here, but to wrap up this uh, yeah. this idea of worship planning, uh, 
you have those practical side of things. You have the the theological planning side of things with mm-hmm. the, the text. And then also you just have to think of, uh, you know, what else is happening? Do we, yep. you know, is it, or do we have baptisms? Like this like coming this weekend. weekend, we have baptisms. Is it a communion yep. um, uh, weekend? Those things are going to impact. We have interviews at the end, right? We uh, are we? Do we have testimony? Yeah. Do we have a go team partner that's yeah. uh, a visiting? You know, yeah. and mm. so all of those things are are in there, and uh, so and sometimes it just we work it for you know as the week goes on, and then mm-hmm. and then at at some point it, we're like, okay, we got to lock this in. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, then there's other weekends where you know it's Saturday afternoon. And we're still moving things around yeah. because, you know, yeah. From whatever happened during that week. Right, right. We try not to do that, but, right. you know, there, there's always that, that uh, possibility that, you know, we, we just need this to fit in a certain way and, and make sense yeah. going from one thing to the next. So. Well, I know one thing that's challenging for you and, and Brian in particular, you know, it could be a great weekend, but then Monday... It, it, it comes every week, and then you're already thinking about the next weekend. Right. You're trying to get those things in, in place, the, the key players, the people, a part of the team, and not not everyone confirms that they can be a part of that. Or sometimes you got cancellations, and you have to flex last minute. Hey, you know, I know you do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life happens. Yep. You know, life happens, and, uh, and it's happening for every one of our team members. Uh, so when something comes up, uh, you know, they have to bow out yep. or, or then we, then we're finding replacements and, but you know what, to be honest, uh, at the end of the day, you know, God provides. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when things are just really falling apart, uh, I've come to like, think, you know what, maybe the Lord wants this weekend to be mm, more that's good. Uh, straightforward. And, and so, uh, when, when something happens, I mean, goodness, as we were dealing with COVID, yeah. I mean, I remember a couple of weekends where, oh, I just lost half the team <laughs> because, <laughs> because they got, they got ill yeah. and, uh, okay. So we, you know, we just go, we just go with the, go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can be frustrating and it, it can, you know, you can kind of start, um, really questioning like, man, really yeah. again, you right. know, um, but at the at the same time, after all these services go by, it's you you look back and it's like you know what that's that, that's really what the Lord mm. um, had us uh, had us need at that moment. It's a great uh, perspective. But, yeah, I mean for for worship ministry, but for life in general, things right. don't always go according to plan. Perhaps God had something better. <laughs> However, Brian has recently said, you know, the church is God's plan A. Uh-huh. There is no plan B. <laughs> but I guess. In the functions of the church, sure, that's okay. We have A, B, C, D, <laughs> yes. you know, as as we go through life and ministry together. Definitely. So <laughs> that's definitely part of it. So circling back to your your worship intensive you went to in January, um, what were so just some a couple key takeaways from that? Some things that you pulled from that that you learned, or maybe you were reminded of, mm-hmm. but then perhaps you've put into practice already here. Sure. Well, I already mentioned the. Um, the story of God, yep. you know, God's redemption and salvation, the gospel, uh, that that was just refreshing when mm-hmm. we started getting into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then this other thing, there's this there's this word uh, that is a very church word, 
we don't use it a lot around here, but the word liturgy. Uh-huh. And every church has a liturgy. Mm. I mean, obviously we're not uh, uh, using that word to describe what, right. you know, our worship services. Right. Um, but really it was kind of neat to go back into the, um, the old languages, the original languages and look, okay, where did that word come from? What okay. does that mean? And that, that liturgy word comes from, I'm going to butcher this, but it, <laughs> Just to your it, best. it sounds very similar to what it, what it is today, but liturgia. Okay. And it, it literally means the work of the people. Mm. <laughs> So, uh, but in our day and age, we, we kind of think of it as, oh, it's our order of worship service. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was neat to kind of see that. N- nobody is nobody's saying, hey, we need to use this word now on everything. But it's just interesting as, uh, as we were discussing that in that class, that every church does have a liturgy. They, you can have churches that claim, hey, we, we don't do liturgy, but you have a liturgy. Yeah. Even if that right. liturgy is simple as... We show up, we have an opening prayer, we sing two songs, then we have a sermon, and then we sing a song at the end, and then everybody goes home. All right, that's an order. That's still a liturgy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was, it, you know, it was interesting for me to, uh, mm-hmm. to like, uh, be thinking of that and trying to understand, understand that. Another uh, thing uh, that I think that was uh, uh, really cool was this idea of that our worship is primarily content. That, that's the important thing. And then there's a structure to that content. Right. And then finally, there's a style to that content. Okay. The, these, uh, this uh, structure, sorry, this content, structure, style. and style. Okay. Uh, but as we explored that a little bit more, we easily could recognize that why is it that so many of us get that backwards? We, we think of, oh, we want to have um, our service have this style. So mm-hmm. we start with style, uh-huh. musical style, in, any other type of style, and then we'll have a structure to it. And then, oh, then we'll fill it in. Mm. We'll backfill <clears throat> it basically with, with content. Mm. Yeah. But that's backwards. completely backwards. Uh, so that was, uh, um, you know, a, a, a cool thing. Yeah. And then I think uh, uh, I, oh, I got two more of these things. Um, and this was challenging for me. And th- this is like new growth in my understanding. And it, 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 it is kind of cool because we just came off of uh, a sermon series in November. Mm-hmm about the Trinity. Yeah. So we spent some time in this class talking about worship, the Trinitarian Mm. um, values and understanding of, of worship. And it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, really it, it, it is so powerful. So I'm, I'm looking forward to um, finding ways uh, to help us, understand this more okay and it's something we can do over time good uh but i, I have a, a quote i would love to share um because we need to uh recognize that um worship is only possible 
and one author, his name is Zach Hicks, he says it like this. Okay. It, it's only possible because there was a decidedly Trinitarian action from God. Mm. <laughs> we, we can't worship if it weren't for God who, who made it possible. And so here's, here's, the, here's a quote. It's a little bit longer okay. quote, but there's just, it's just so good. So the, again, this author's name is Zach Hicks. Uh, and uh, so here, here it is. Not only has the Trinity saved us to worship, he has completed and perfected worship for us so that our worship might be acceptable. We often forget that it is not only Jesus' death that is applied to us by the Spirit, but his life as well. Mm -hmm. Where we fail miserably in our feeble attempts at worship, Jesus succeeded fully. The perfect worship that the Father demands has found all its qualifications met in the Son's righteous living. Both his personal piety and his fully obedient participation in corporate worship while on earth, by the power of the Spirit, we are united with the Son, clothed in his righteous worship, such that the Father sees his worship as we worship. Jesus worships for us. So, I know that's kind of deep. Well, but, that was rich. But wow. it, one way to think of it is Jesus is our worship leader. Mm. So for me, that that's kind of nice to yeah, think of. Right. <laughs> it doesn't depend on me. Right, right. Jesus that's did good. it. <laughs> so so it, that that was kind of a, a really cool uh, cool thought there. That's good. I noticed, too, you've been kind of doing some more stuff with um, a benediction, trying to, to, to put that more at the end. And reading scripture over people, uh, probably a little bit more than, yeah. than before. So that, yeah, that's you good. know, saturate our worship, uh, our corporate worship through music, yep. <laughs> with scripture. Yep. And uh, and one one item that I've been developing even before the class, but the class helped me even more is to recognize this call to worship. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you some people might have recognized, oh, Chad's becoming a little bit more formal as as we're beginning the service, and and that's intentional, um, because we need to realize that we're called to worship. We don't make worship ourselves happen. Mm -hmm. So uh, I remember sharing a quote from a, a book, uh, and then always having scripture uh, in there. So. Yeah. Uh, those things are great. Yeah, the benediction part of things um, is, is so fantastic. I, I remember uh, one part in, in this uh, class, I remember we were talking about different service elements, and um, we were talking about the sending, um, how we dismiss. And I, I was just like really like bummed out because I had uh, discovered and realized, man, I there's been so many times where I've just blown it mm. where I've been like, Hey, everybody, thanks for coming. <laughs> We've know? all done that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's yeah. just like, and it's just so informal. It's like, Hey, we'll see you next week. You know, yeah. it, 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 as though it were, you know, some kind of, a, um, I, I don't know what other kind of event. Well, just like would, a normal get together, like but, a meeting or whatever, right. Yeah, you know, whatever. But man, we, what we do in, in a worship service is, is huge. Yeah. And what God does in our hearts is great. And, and so when we, when we're being sent out then from our worship service, boy, we, we need to be reminded, yeah. you know, That's good. that God is with us, that we are on mission. 
Um, and that our worship doesn't end because we go to the lobby and get coffee, you know, yep. uh, our worship continues, it's unceasing. So, uh, it's, that's kind of a, a cool thing. And, and, uh, yeah, I was definitely encouraged yeah. to, to think in, in those types of terms from the class as well. Yeah. So how would you say that our church Edgewood is different than perhaps like a seeker oriented church or an attractional model that, you know, you've been a part of that kind of church before I have, I think yes, Brian has in our past. Right. So we've seen that model, but Edgewood isn't that. So, so how do we differ and how do we approach things differently in that sense? Sure. I mean, I mean first of all, I, I, I want to be um, sensitive because I, I don't want to like bash. Oh, sure. <laughs> right. Uh you know, I, I believe that God has used um, seeker-sensitive elements and seeker-sensitive churches uh, for His glory, yeah. um, especially in reaching uh, people. Um, but I, I've kind of touched on a little bit of, of uh, just a little bit ago, what the difference might be. And, and it really is that that content structure yeah. style yep. thing. That's what I was thinking earlier when you were saying that. So when you look at seeker sensitivity, um, it's like the, the, it begins with how can we attract and connect with people who, who just don't want to have anything to do with mm -hmm. church. So we start with this style mm -hmm. and structure about, okay, what's going to best meet them or whatever. Yep. And then, and then the content is always the, you know, the, the last, you know, train, uh, the, the last car on the, the train sure, or whatever, yeah. um, where more appropriately we need to start with the content and then structure yeah. and then style. Uh, I, I haven't read the book. But uh, I was uh, I saw it recently the title of this book and it it the title is just very interesting, and it was talking about you know like taste like so the title of the book was good taste, bad taste, and then Christian taste. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> oh I'm very e eager to kind of look yeah. into that and say, huh, I wonder if that has to do a little bit something yeah. about you know this idea that it, it it's not about whether it's, you know, it's, it meets your preferences or not. Yeah. It's about, you know, what you need to, um, what you need in your life yeah. and what, what, you know, the influences that you need. Yeah, so, absolutely. so yeah, I, I'll look into that down the so, road. So speaking of preferences, how do you navigate that when we have certain songs that, you know, we typically do, and then you add more to that kind of repertoire but then also knowing that you get requests all the time from people. Yep. Of, yep. Why don't we sing that song anymore? <laughs> or, you know what happened to that, and and how do you navigate that, and and kind of your music selection, but then also, you know, pulling in some of the old hymns sometimes, um, not to just appease people, but because they're rich, right? Right. Yeah. So you, you think of Edgewood. We're a very uh, multi generational church. Yes. Yes. Uh, so just in that, um, that's going to um, cause us to think through. Okay, what what type of music are we gonna yep. are we gonna do? Um, uh, we 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 don't do bleeding edge, mm -hmm. you know, cutting edge type of right. you know uh, music. You know, new for new sake because 
you know, the, the thought there again would be, oh, we're doing the new thing style. Yeah. Because we've got some, you know, uh, agenda to connect with people. So we're looking at a multi-generational church. We're like, how can we best give voice to people's worship? So, yeah. So we have a lot of the, uh, a lot of hymn, uh, stuff, uh, hymn songs that are in there. Um, but then we also have, uh, newer music. I love how scripture kind of clarifies a little bit for us and gives us some freedom. Yep. Uh, in Colossians verse three, uh, no chapter three, 16, you know, I let the word of Christ dwell richly in us as we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I mean, there's, okay. There's a variety there. There's a variety okay. there. And we'll never get to know, well, I think we will get to know, but it won't be on this side of heaven, mm -hmm. uh, what those songs were that they were referring to. Mm. The Psalms, it's it's great. We we basically have Jesus' hymn book, mm. though, yeah. at least the words yeah. of, of Jesus' hymns yeah. that he grew up and that that he sang when he was uh, when when he was with us. Um, so the the idea is okay. We have a variety, um, and and we just we we bring in the old. We mix the old with the new. Yeah. Uh, some people um, really appreciate um, having the the hymns, and then we add uh, the the chorus elements to it, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a medley type of a approach. I've done that um, with a, a number of, of hymns, um, where I'll write extra um, uh, choruses yep. to them. Yeah. Uh, others, they they don't really prefer that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they and, don't and, like you changing stuff. But yeah, but th but that's okay, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh, the, but but the the heart behind that is I want to bridge the generations. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great and, way to do it. And approach that, again, not everybody's going to be um, totally have their pre preferences. Even my preferences don't even get met. Sure, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, I'm glad you said that because it's not just, oh, these are the songs that you, you want to do on the weekend. These are the songs that are, are my preference. I'm right. sure there's some songs you do sometimes that... Might not be your first preference, but you're doing them mm. because they're rich. Um, perhaps our people love them. Um, you're bringing them back. Um, but introducing new things, is, I think, yeah. is always important. You know, one thing that I was thinking of that um, when we're talking about that is, is, too, some churches, they have a traditional service and a contemporary service. And I don't really talk about this before, but why don't we do that? Why, why is that not our model to have completely different worship services with stylistic stylistically with the music well you know as i think of the history of edgewood and that the the late 80s going in through the 90s you know we have pastor tim here uh, leading the charge on 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 this big transition yep. that was happening in all over the this this at least this country in worship yep. uh practices and I, I'm grateful that Edgewood decided not to segregate. Same. I, I, I'm, totally I'm with it. what a what a wonderful gift that was to us who came later, a, after mm -hmm. after that time period. So uh, 
because we do see we that was an option. That yep. was a very viable option. Many churches so, do that today. Still. Yeah, 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 and they still do that today. But to have our church all at the same table. If it, I guess if you think of our worship services as having a family meal, yeah. you know, we're, we're all coming to the same table. Yeah. And it, it's hard enough with three different worship times. Right. You know, I, I've, I hear it from people as I, as I talk to people who are like, um, oh, I haven't seen so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, because they, they attend a different service right. and then every once in a while the their schedule might change where yeah. they're in a different service. And it's like, Hey, you, run you into know, somebody it's like I haven't a seen in a year <laughs> family reunion. So it's hard enough that we have the separate times yeah. uh, as a church. Just, just imagine if those separate times then were even more yeah, separated through mm-hmm. like uh, some kind of a, a philosophical, you know, uh, musical style kind of approach. I, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. We, we don't do yeah. that. So, so Chad, again, I mean, I'm sure you get suggestions all the time, comment cards, some of them anonymous, you know, what, what do you, what do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, um, in, in helping people, perhaps people can be critical, right? When it comes to how we do our worship services, what songs we use, um, they can be critical of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, just people are like that in general, right? Um, so, so how do you work through that? How do you, how do you deal with that in, in a good way and not take it to heart um, and, and let that kind of bring mm-hmm. you down. Well, yeah, I am human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, kind of a short answer to that, you know, I just, I just deal with it the best I can. Yeah. But uh, there, there is, uh, I think, value in criticism. So I'm not inviting sure. like scathing <laughs> communicate right. uh, uh, criticism. That, uh, so don't right. hear me saying, Hey, just come in and just, uh. Um, but the, you know, I, I try to see the truth in something. Yep, um, good. it also reveals to me, uh, as, as people share maybe their strong preferences, uh, it, it, it kind of tells me where they're coming from. Sure. Um, and, uh, one thing's for sure in, in our culture today, we have been conditioned to be consumers. Yep. And, um, you know, we're Americans. Yeah. We, we, we have the, this, in, I mean, we're individualistic. We don't realize freedoms. how much it affects us. Yeah. And, 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 and it just seeps into, to, uh, how we process our yep. world and, and how we engage in, in, um, in worship. So it, it's, it's interesting to, you know, I, I, I want to hear people, but I, I try to find the, the truth somewhere in, yeah. you know, even if it's a really, uh, a harsh <laughs> criticism, it's like, okay, there, there could be something mm-hmm. in this. There is constructive. Something somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, it, it's really helpful, but like the content is helpful, but the style in which it's delivered, if we get back to that, uh, isn't, uh, isn't so, yeah. uh, um, uh, encouraging. Yeah. But the, the thing is, you know, God is using all these things and God is building this church here and God is, has, he's ministering to all of us in all these different ways and at these different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, I, 
I'd like to hear and kind of get a sense of, of where people are coming from and, Good. and maybe there's an opportunity there to try to, uh, encourage them, mm-hmm. uh, if they'll be receptive to it. If there's, if there's something that just seems like, okay, ah, this is why this is, they're so critical yeah. about this. It's, it's because of, of this right. thing. Um, so wow. yeah, that's good. Not, yeah. not again, not that I'm inviting everybody to come and, you know, you just You're right. unload on me All or right. whatever. Well, I know we're out of time, but just real quick, Chad, if someone wants to get involved with the worship team, the tech team, I know you're always recruiting there. What's the, the fastest, quickest way to, to get in contact with you yeah. about that? Right now, I think the best uh, way to get uh, connected with me is, uh, is to grab me after a service and then uh, you'll see me grab my phone and, and get your information mm. so I can follow up with you. Um, or you can head over to the website, um, go to the staff page. There's a, there's a link where you can send any of our leadership yep. uh, a message through the website. And that, that same uh, link is also available on the app if you kind of go to the connect, kind of the, the link at the bottom there. Good. Um, I'm looking forward to developing um, more of a... A, a standardized uh, approach to um, get people into a uh, process. Okay. Um, good, good. But for right now, um, I mean, it, it, reach out to me. Yep. I'll do my best to connect with you. And um, we really, there, there are needs, especially in our tech side of things. Absolutely. Uh, so a lot of people don't see all the work that gets done behind the scenes to have our live stream up and running, um, uh, things working all around the campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we need lots of servants. Poor Dave was sick this past weekend and and uh, we, it took us a while to realize, oh, wait a minute, we really felt uh, his absence, <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, we did. Uh, but, you know, again, the, the Lord uh, uses everything. So, uh, uh, but, so tech and, and and the worship side. Uh, we, look, we look forward to growing the team. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Chad. Appreciate you joining for the conversation. Man. Yeah. It's been thanks, great. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate you tuning in to the Edgewood 4G podcast. And if you're if you're viewing this, please share it. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, you can leave us a rating and review. That just gets this more uh, gets it out there to more people. And we just love to continue to to share these uh, these interviews, these messages with people. But Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Yep.